2: Fin Fang foo.
0: One pace Pop Pete.
2: One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I am your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer.
0: And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd.
2: And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. Episode one thirty five is where we're at.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a good episode to be. Yes. Yeah. Pla the place to be, guys.
2: The current one is always the one.
0: Yes, there is only this moment. And nothing else. There's no future and no past, except when you can download the past.
2: I guess that's true. Yeah. I recently opened up all our back... Uh, I fixed the RSS feed so that everything is on iTunes now.
0: Aren't you just a little magician?
2: Yes. Fine. Mm-hmm. I know everything about RSS.
0: Of course, of course you do. <laughs> it's real simple.
2: Yeah, really easy.
0: That's what it stands for. I, real simple syndication. It, so that it, was a joke.
2: I, it is not. Simple to me. Okay. <laughs> that that is not a joke.
0: <laughs> that's that that that's that's fair.
2: That's as real as as real as I can get. That's uh, real talk. Real talk. Handsome we are reading Black Science, volumes one through three for Nerdboy Book Club, discussing that later on, talking about monkeys and frogmen and
0: mm-hmm. not the not the kind from Johnny Quest.
2: No, these are worse Uh everything
0: everything is worse (laughs) it's 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 pretty grisly
2: yeah uh but before we get there we got some comic books to talk about from this past week new ones just came out fresh on our digital paper thing pad
0: very good (laughs) some good talking
2: yep uh it is time for weekly floppies (laughs) Wiggly Flabbies is the part of the show where Eric and I talk about this week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. Uh, there's a mush meter involved if we are feeling particularly torn about our decision. Only on the buy side, though. You know, if it's a do not buy, it's a do not buy. You know, I mm-hmm. think that's a pretty clear. But if it's a buy, well, there may be mush from one to five. or then we some, Sometimes we average that decimal.
0: Sometimes I'll mush up my, my do not buys, but it's not official.
2: Yeah, I mean, you could tell, kind of, Yeah. usually, but it, it, I don't know. It feels unnecessary. Our first book. Hey, iPad, you waking up? Hey, buddy.
0: It's, you should. You need to pet it.
2: I, I had to. Who
0: into its ear. Our first
2: book is Street Fighter X G.I. Joe, number one. It's a combination of words that are written by Aubrey Sitterson, Art Emilio Liso, colors David Garcia Cruz, letters Robbie Robbins. They they should not have named that kid Robbie because last name's Robbins. That's
0: no, I believe I would have. That's 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 a Stanley name.
2: It is. What's the name of the new uh, the new Ghost Rider? Robbie Reyes. Uh, Robbie Reyes. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's a little bit a little better. Um. So Eric, do you, in your heart of hearts, wanted ever to see a selection of G.I. Joe guys and Street Fighter guys to fight each other?
0: For it's it's not the kind of thing I ever would have thought about for not, not ever for
2: reasons that aren't really important <laughs> no,
0: there's nothing important of this this book is quite possibly the dumbest thing I've ever seen, and I am reluctant to say I don't like it okay reluctant I it it yeah it it's awful, but like I don't know something about like seeing this street fighter brawl with snake eyes it just it, you remember when we read that 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 uh power rangers book mm-hmm. a couple a couple weeks ago yep this is that, that that's how i feel about this it's completely it's complete nonsense that this book should exist it is absolutely terrible i like it anyway i don't know there's just something about bad street fighter comics that just I don't know. It's right in the childhood.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm not. I I like it. I'm not gonna even try and. I mean, it is colossally stupid. Um,
0: it, is, it is. It is the dumbest comic I have read. But in ages.
2: It. I don't think anything that is making Street Fighter and GI Joe fight each other. Like mm-hmm. it, there's no. It's not...
0: Right, it's not going to be a cerebral masterpiece.
2: Like, I guess, as as far as I know these characters, everything's written, like, in their voices. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the art looks, uh, I mean, it, it captures the characters really well in the action. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I, I'm a buy. I don't know. It, it is exactly what you think it is. It is exactly, when I picked it up, I'm like, it's either going to be... But it's a good version of that, I think. Like, mm-hmm. it's exactly like, okay, it is exactly the dumb Street Fighter and G.I. Joe crossover, but it is executed like the best version of that dumbness. And I like it, you know, it is a abba-ba for, for exactly what this is.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm saddened by it, but yes. Did you read, is...
2: did you read the synopsis of the, like all the, uh,
0: the fights I, before? Yeah. I did not.
2: Oh, well, I, I only picked and choose, like, the ones that I really like. You know, I like, okay, and to see who's coming up. Because mm-hmm. we get Gu- Guile one, Chun-Li one, you know, we're going to see them. Man. Dan, everyone's favorite.
0: Oh, man, what happened to Dan? I didn't even see that.
2: He's, it's on the, he's in the... There
0: he is. Oh, Dan defeats Sakura. What?
2: Cammy's going to be in there. We get Storm Shadow, of course. Mm-hmm. Got to have Storm Shadow.
0: Poor rock and roll. Never stood a chance. I guess not. Never stood a chance.
2: Never. Not against M. Bison. It was only a Tuesday for him.
0: Yep. It was only a Tuesday. Jesus fuck. <laughs> oh, God. This is embarrassing.
2: So that's a double buy. Street Fighter X G.I. Joe number one. <laughs> We're smart people.
0: Oh. I wish Baroness didn't take her glasses off to fight. It makes sense too, but it just would be bad more badass to not do it.
2: Speaking of uh, dumb, uh, <laughs> <is> <laughs> our next comic <laughs> is The Coming of the Superman number one. Story slash art, Neil Adams, words, Adams, and Tony Bedard, colors, Alex Sinclair, letters, Seda, Tam, Timo Fonte? Yeah, sure. Um, I... I find it interesting that bedard is not credited on the cover of this comic book even though he helped write it um so this is a neil adams comic book yes it is neil adams is a lunatic holy cats <laughs> this feels like a comic book from like one of those comic books from 1957 that had like batman killing superman on the cover <laughs> and then it turns out to be obviously not real like, it's it's Batman with an axe and Superman's head on a chopping block, and you will never know, you'll, don't, don't believe what happens
0: inside. It... I don't, I don't feel like it's as bad as all that, but it's, it's certainly, yeah.
2: Who's, uh, could you, who's this, uh, gargoyle man?
0: He's, he's, he's gargoyly.
2: <laughs> he knows everything. Ghost of Christmas gargoyle.
0: Yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. I, this kid is very happy and well adjusted for someone who's like, my whole family's dead. <laughs> I've
2: lived in a war zone my entire life. Hey, let's go live. I got to live in Metropolis. That's a cool camera, Mr. Olsen.
0: Yeah, that's, oh God.
2: <laughs> uh, there's, as for the title, there's three, uh, Supermen that show up in the same uniform. Um uh, they have different hair colors and one's black
0: but not diff- but not different haircuts
2: no they are i guess when you go to superman uh university when or yeah. academy that you have to get you know you have to have that little s curl regardless uh there's dark dark side sun is in here uh, doing with Le- lex luthor's in here you know the greatest hits of superman kind of show mm-hmm. up i don't know what's going on
0: yeah it, it's it's I don't think this is as bad as, as you're saying. It's not, this is, no, it's not terrible
2: it's, or anything, no, but it, it, I don't think it's really it, reading it.
0: No, that, that's basically where I'm landing as well. That this is... Like, if 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 I was like, oh, this is a weird comic. When was this made? 25 years ago? And it's like, oh, no, that this that came out like a couple days ago. What? <laughs> this is... No. What? I, I
2: think DC's like, okay... Neil, just, you can make your weird comic and do, Mm -hmm. and we'll publish it and everyone, all the weird, everyone who loves Neil Adams will buy it. And then the people who are curious about the insanity that comes out of his head, it's not as insane as Batman Odyssey or, you know, that, um, I don't know, but it's still a lazy, like, I don't care. It's, there's nothing like, oh, this, there's no like, Hey, Frank Miller's not a psychopath, Dark Knight three foreshadowing Mm -hmm. in this one. It's more like, Hey, Neil Adams is who we thought he was. He draws. He draws like he draws. Do you, have we ever talked about Neil Adams' art?
0: I don't know that we really have. I mean, we did probably talk a little bit on uh, back in Batman Black and White, probably the last thing we've uh, we've read that he wrote slash drew. Yeah. Um. I mean, he can draw very well, but it's like it's so anachronistic that I. I don't really want to see a comic book that looks like this. It just feels completely irrelevant. I don't know. It's not bad, and I could see it working with the right writer. Yes, um, I concur. But the, I don't know. This is not bad, and there is a market for this. This is not for me. I don't know. It it's it's probably worth checking out, but I can't really recommend it to anyone. So I'm a I'm a I'm a pretty comfortable do not buy. I do love how he just flies up and slams a bomb shelter on top of those people. They're they're fucking running and a mortar's about to hit them and he covers them up with a bomb shelter.
2: So, the Superman cut game. I guess so. But yeah, I I'm a also a do not buy on the coming of the Superman number 1. Yeah. It's a great title. Uh double do not buy. It I don't know. It I kinda actually wish there was more of insanity in it, cause I didn't get my fill of what I expected. I don't think it would change my mind. I still think I'd, I, yeah.
0: It'd still be, it'd still be bad.
2: Yeah, I don't think I would still like it that much. Mm. Uh, our next book, as I just, just uh, mentioned, is Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, number 3, colon, Batman. Returns, colon, Frank Miller, okay,
0: uh, Colton, Batman's colon,
2: story by Frank Miller and Brian Azzarello. pencils by Andy Kubert, inks, Klaus Jansen, colors, Brad Anderson, letters, Clem Robbins, that is impossibly tiny. Purple. Um, <laughs> this is the, our first real look at Batman, mm-hmm. at Bruce Wayne, I should say. He's not, I guess he does appear in, in the Batman outfit. in this, So, um, this is still really, really good. I keep, there's a part of me uh, inside, I know we've already kind of mentioned, especially in our year in awards episode, like how good this is. And yeah, how, how
0: incredibly surprised we were.
2: Yes, but there's still a part of me that's waiting for something, like, you know, something to turn. But it doesn't. It's still really, really good, really compelling. I'm really interested to see what is going to happen with, and, you know, it, Superman's daughter. Is really, mm-hmm. I, w- I want more of her. I hope we see more of her as we go on. In this.
0: I think we're gonna have some epic uh, Superman versus daughter fights. He's gonna he's gonna ground her for shaving off her eyebrows.
2: <laughs> Maybe that the particular blend of Kryptonian and Amazonian blood genetics makes you not. Superman doesn't seem to have eyebrows either. Uh, at least not that one shot.
0: That's a weird. That's a weird uh, thing to put in there. I guess he
2: doesn't. He's Kryptonian, they don't have eyebrows.
0: Huh. I'm I'm doing an eyebrow scan and an...
2: Well, he does have them.
0: It does in, in that... the crying picture. And he does like, he anyway. does in
2: that page where she's behind him in that in, in the little tiny panel bottom. So
0: It's like it's it's uh it's only when they go Super Saiyan three. Precisely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't... You don't even know what I mean.
2: I know so... what Super Saiyan means.
0: Okay. Specifically Super Saiyan 3.
2: Okay, I don't, I don't, I I assume the higher the number, the crazier they are. The more powerful.
0: Uh, it's, it goes off the rails. It doesn't really even matter. Okay. They, he turns blue now. I, I don't even know.
2: Okay, all right. The whole
0: thing, the whole thing's insane.
2: It's passed you by?
0: Uh, I'm just behind. There's been all kinds of new content that I have not watched. I, I hear is, uh, actually very good and, pretty palatable
2: but this i don't know the, this is really good i like it has yes. like great tons of like uh, one of the kryptonians just swallows a pill and turns into
0: a bomb the, a I, was to- thinking of, I was thinking about that you don't need to i don't know like they could just fall from outer space and it would still it would
2: be a lot of force yeah,
0: yeah it would be enough force to blow up like that it was i don't know it would still be plenty destructive but whatever They'll have bomb pills.
2: And it and it looks really Andy Kewart is doing it, the art in this in this one in particular, it seems to stand out more than the first couple. Um uh, I really like it.
0: I think it I think it's um it tells the story really well. It really communicates the emotion. I mm, this is not my cup of tea. But all I mean, I don't know. It's not particularly a weak point for this book. I, I was excited before reading it and very pleased after. So I I don't know. This is this continues to be a book to read and a book to watch. Everyone should definitely be picking it up.
2: Yes, bye. Dark Knight 3 The Master Race number 3. I feel I don't like saying that.
0: It's it is pretty grotesque. <sighs>
2: I mean, we, I, I understand that that I guess that's the point, but still.
0: Did you did you hear that someone tricked uh, Donald Trump into retweeting Mussolini?
2: I did hear that.
0: It's quite hilarious.
2: Yep. There's, I don't know. It's surreal.
0: The The whole GOP is completely surreal.
2: Trump's stealing their party away from them.
0: Mm-hmm. Wasn't theirs to begin with.
2: That's. I, that's have you been reading uh, 538 coverage?
0: No. I bet it's fantastic i do i do like them
2: it's very interesting they talk they've been particularly it's funny you mentioned that because they've been talking about a a book kind of a philosophy called the party decides Mm -hmm. and how trump disrupts all of it Hmm. so double buy dark knight 3 master race number three our next book is karnak number two only number two uh written by warren ellis art Gerardo Zafino with Antonio Fuso, Dan Brown on Colors, Clayton Cows, and Joe Caramagna on Letters. Um, long delayed Karnak number two. We read the first one a while ago.
0: Really? I don't even remember it.
2: Well, there you go. It's been months. Has it really
0: Month. been that long?
2: Let me see when it It came out in October.
0: Wow. That was not that long ago for me to have completely erased it from my memory.
2: Uh, but f- I don't know, five months between books is
0: it's a long time. A
2: long time. Uh, apparently there's been uh, Gerard Zafino has having some personal troubles. Uh, they that's all Marvel said when they released it, but they're changing artists on it. Um, so the next few books should be coming out relatively sooner than that. Um, I don't know. This book is still cool. Uh, it's a lot of a lot more. Create like, action in this one. Um, it reminded me a lot of that one Moon Knight issue. Uh, mm. kind of the raid. Uh, it's
0: very, very Moon Knight.
2: Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's the Warren Ellis. So, you know, it's him fully using the artist and, and the, there's a, a long sequence with no dialogue, no narration. It's just Karnak wrecking dudes. Um, and <laughs> at one point, uh, like almost severing a guy's head with just with his hand. Uh, but I mean, it is, he sees the flaws in all things. Uh, I still really like this. It is really cool. Uh, interesting take on Karnak and I don't know. It's weird stuff in a Marvel <laughs> comic book. I'm a fan. I'm a buy.
0: If I was going to, uh, criticize this book at all, it's that it's too similar. See to Warren Ellis's reboot of, um, of Moon Knight, which I also really like, um not really a criticism then <laughs> it's just I don't know it's pretty amazing, so yeah, buy this book, holy God, holy cats, holy cats
2: yeah there's a there's a dude in here who shoots like a a gun with no gun, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how Zen gun Zen gun, of course,
0: but you you just put the Zen on the front,
2: please clap. Um,
0: please clap.
2: I just just it made me think of Jeb tweeting out a picture of a gun with him on it. America. America. Um yeah, I don't know what to say about this book except it's cr- really weird and really great. I really like it. Uh it is bears passing resemblance to an issue of the Moon Knight. I like that too. Bye both of them. Bye. Double bye. Karnak number 2. Our last book of the week is uh Rick and Morty number 11. I know Eric has mentioned uh, reading the first. What was it the first trade of this? You said.
0: Uh, yeah, first trade. I don't remember how many issues, but uh, five or six. Did some some reading.
2: So I figured, like, well, let's read it. You s- we'll see what it- we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, this is written by Pamela Ribone ribbon? ribbon. Can't be Ribbon, right?
0: Why could it? Why? I mean, this one B. My, my name is my name is not uh, oh. pronounced in any sort of funny way.
2: <laughs> I guess that's true, but there's only one B in it. There's no accent, though. I don't know. Rabone or Ribbon. Illustrated by Mark Ellerby. Colored Ryan Hill. Lettered by... Crank! There's the exclamation say it like that? You do. Uh, this is... I don't know. It's a Rick and Morty comic. Is it, How is this compared to the ones you've read?
0: Um... It feels a little more... Di- it feels a little different. Uh, a little more uh, silly and helter-skelter. I feel like it is It is as true to the, the story and the characters as... Uh, you know, probably the Zach Gorman run that I read. Um, I do kind of prefer the, the, the Zach Gorman run. I mean, it's, it's, it's all good, but I feel like this is a little. The thing that I like about Rick and Morty is it does seem to have, um, you know, it's got some heart to it and it, it, it has some character development and it's not. It's not just gross jokes and burping. And this is more the gross jokes and burping. It's, it's gotta be all of those things. But I mean, it's still good. And if you really like Rick and Morty, this is more Rick and Morty to tide you over in the year and a half it'll take for the new episodes to come out.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I liked it. I, I don't, I think only Rick and Morty fans are gonna want to read this. I don't, I wouldn't you know, put it above, mm-hmm. like, I, I think that's the true test of most licensed comics, like, either either they're terrible, which is a lot of them, Yeah. or they're good to the fans, like, if you are a fan of that property, you will enjoy the comic, and then there's a third tier, which is very rarely seen, which is licensed comics that are so good that people who aren't even fans could still enjoy it. I, I don't see, I see this in the middle, you know, as a, Executed well enough, it captures the characters well enough. I I find the the two plots in this, you know, interesting in their own ways. It, it's cute, it's funny. Uh, I guess that makes me like a buy, but like a mushy three, mush meter three.
1: Mm.
0: You know, I don't have a problem with that. I might have gone lower because I think I'm. Uh, you know, I'm gonna be my own man here. Okay. I was just gonna back you up, but I'll 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 just go ahead and go a little bit lower and say mush one.
2: Oh right there you go okay so, hear that tension
0: Mm-hmm. i was gonna agree with you completely and i decided to agree with you sort of
2: <laughs> so uh guys keep track comments uh, a double buy. mush meter of two on rick and morty number 11 i did not read anything else this week eric did you
0: no i wanted to catch up on the goddamned, but can't
2: time makes fools of us all
0: it does Makes us fools. Fully full fools.
2: So we can floppies over. On to our next segment. It is time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show where Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to during the week. Uh make recommendations, review books or video games or a movie, you know, stuff like that. Uh how about we have a little thing we're going to do during my my part of this segment. But uh, So, Eric, can you start us off? What have you been up to?
0: Well, I only have one thing that I can uh, talk about this week. I've been outrageously busy preparing for uh, my solo show, which you know about, but I don't think I've mentioned yet.
2: Not yet on the
0: podcast. Yeah, yeah. For those that don't know, I have a uh, an exhibition at a local uh, gallery and cafe um, and I'm preparing 13 screen prints, and I've just done one of my last illustrations today. Uh, Robbie's seen it. It's cool. It, it's, it's been a ridiculous amount of work. So the only thing I've been able to do is uh, watch a little bit of Netflix uh, this week, just to try and unwind a little bit. Uh, and the show that I've watched, you all probably know about it if you have Netflix. It is called Love. And it is by uh, the Judd Apatow company, uh, Netflix produced, and it's pretty good. It's, um, I mean, if you're familiar with Judd Apatow, are you familiar with Judd Apatow movies? I assume you've seen a couple.
2: I've seen... uh, uh,
0: Like Forgetting Sarah Marshall or Knocked uh, knocked Up. up, I've
2: seen those two. I've seen also... uh,
0: Super bad is uh, yes. another those one.
2: Those are the those are the three I think I have actually seen the popular yeah. ones.
0: And it's very much in those uh, you know it's about like L.A. people and it's like a weird like romantic comedy sort of thing. Um, I just I don't know. I really like I really like his movies. It's I mean I could outline the story for you. It's about a nerdy guy breaks up with his girlfriend and. A real piece of work who like she breaks up with her boyfriend because he's like crazy and he's on coke and she, I don't know. It's like a weird exploration of these two in their character and how they like connect and how they fail to connect. And it's, it's good. It's interesting.
2: Are they likable?
0: I think so. They're, they're equal parts likable and unlikable. You know, I think particularly Gus, the male lead. I I mean, I really, I I identify a lot with both of them. Um, It's the thing that kind of is a little hard for me to watch is like, I'm, I'm single. So I relate to this show a lot. It just, cause it is a lot about how incredibly awful like dating is. Yep. (laughs) And how fucking terrible relationships can be and it's just it's it's harsh it's brutal um but i i enjoy it and uh if you've seen it uh being advertised and you know hanging out on the you know the the title card of your netflix you should you should give it a shot it's uh it's fun it's weird i don't know i I could certainly recount a couple of episodes for you but i think you should i don't know Okay. What 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 could I tell you about it? Do you just want to move on?
2: No, I just uh, I uh, have heard I they had uh, was it uh, Gillian Jacobs and mm-hmm. Paul Rust? They were on Comedy Bang Bang promoting it, mm-hmm. and I can't stand Paul Rust on Comedy <laughs> Bang Bang. <laughs>
0: that's that's yeah, he plays Gus. You don't like him?
2: Not a, I don't I don't I think the only other thing I've seen him in is Inglorious Bastards, where he is like. Just a dude, in the in like, he, I don't think he has a speaking part in that. Or if he does, it's very small. Like, mm-hmm. I can't, I could not stand, I, I couldn't, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I could not do it. I usually listen to all of them. I could not, he was so obnoxious, I couldn't take it. And I don't know, I'm sure he doesn't, isn't himself in the show.
0: I find that really hard to believe because I find him, like, very funny and charming and I, I like him a lot in the show. Well, that's
2: why I'm, I'm thinking, like, if he's just turning up, like, hey, I'm going to be wacky improv for Comedy Bang Bang.
0: I will, I, I don't know, maybe. I, I kind of, I wonder if I should listen to that and feel like if I feel the same, you might just irrationally hate this guy.
2: Like, I, I don't, every, seemingly every time he's been on the show, just don't enjoy well, if you, his If you irrationally,
0: if you irrationally hate the male lead. You will probably not like this 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 show. I realize that, and also I
2: don't know. Is there like cringiness in it?
0: Uh, yeah, a little bit, and it that shit's hard for me to watch too. Like, I don't. It's not like embarrassment humor, but there's like there's a lot of incredibly awkward shit that happens, and it's tough for me to watch occasionally. Yeah, I. But that's it's that's exactly what that shit is. It's it. I don't know. Life is goddamn awkward.
2: I, I it's that is true. Maybe why I don't necessarily like it all the that's
0: time. That's why. That's why you don't have a bunch of girlfriends.
2: Uh, yes, I guess. I don't know. I mean, there's very, there's several reasons. Yeah. For that. Yeah. All right, Eric. You ready for an experiment?
0: Uh We are. Let's experiment.
2: Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna have a little fun here. Uh, I'm checking in with a video game. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna describe this video game, talk about my experience, and then Eric. We're gonna pause the recording. Eric's gonna play it for like ten minutes, or or, or less, depending on his experience. <laughs> see how it if, goes. Uh,
0: it, it might not be long. We'll, we'll see that's, how it goes. If that's if that's how this works.
2: I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It's all this like I said. It's an experiment. Um. It and then uh, we'll come back. You'll you'll we'll rejoin you guys, and uh, Eric will give us his immediate reaction. To, uh, his experience with this game. Uh, the game is called Devil Daggers. It is on $5 on Steam. PC only. It is, uh, the closest co- easy comparison is Quake. Do you like Quake, Eric?
0: Like the original Quake?
2: Original Quake. Sure. Okay. It is the. It's like literally the graphics look like Quake. It's polygonal. It looks like mm-hmm. like mid to late nineties polygonal first person okay. shooter graphics. It is the same aesthetic where it's like hell monsters, like Doom and Quake, have the same kind of heritage of that, where you know it's monster evil things coming after you. You are it. it the gameplay is a first. You're, it's a first person shooter, but you are confined to. It's like an arena, uh, an island, like floating in darkness. And the edges are obscured in darkness. And from mm. that darkness, monsters will come. And you have to kill them. Uh, And you only are just trying to survive as long as you can. Your score is your time. Uh So I believe mine is just over two minutes. And every time I play this game, I don't know how I lasted that long. Just one. <laughs> even that one time. Mm. It is brutally difficult. Uh
0: uh i can't wait this sounds exactly like something i'm going to love i know
2: it but i i generally don't like this type of game either but it got its hooks in me Uh, i just it's quick you die you just come right back it's you know there's no loading it's super fast you ever the enemies you eventually kind of learn that how the enemies work and you there's no changing you have one weapon you uh you start the game with it, and that's all you get. You can upgrade it. Uh, the enemies drop gems. You can collect the gems, and eventually it will make your weapon more powerful. Uh, you th- basically, you're shooting daggers out of the end of your hand that, at, at, at enemies. A, if you click and hold, it will release a stream of them. There's no ammo. There's no reloading. Uh, if you just click once and let go, it's like a shotgun blast. Uh, if you get far enough, you get you unlock a homing dart, homing dagger. I've never gotten that far. I don't expect you to do it in your first time you play the game. But it's WASD and mouse.
0: Yep, my my hands are already there.
2: Yeah, and that's all it is. It is a very tight experience. The sound is really well designed. Like, you have to, because you're constantly, like, it's, like, have you ever played Geometry Wars? No. Okay. Geometry Wars is like this, but it's top down. It's like a, mm. you know, a, you're in a confined space. You got to kill everything. You want to get a high score, but it's top down, so you see everything. In this, you don't see everything. You are there's going to be enemies spawning in all corners of the map. Mm. It's a, I mean, it's not, it's a very small space, but you, you're going to be having to focus on one thing, and there's going to be stuff coming behind you. And you got to listen in for it. Like, in, I don't really expect you to develop that in five minutes. I'm, it took me I'm hours.
0: Getting, I'm, I'm getting very anxious just thinking about it. It's,
2: it's. Really exciting to play It's also very, like, stressful. So I can't, yeah, I could it, never it play for more pretty... than, like, an hour, and then I had to stop. Huh. But it's still, like, every time you get a high score, you're like, yes! Go, uh, That's right! And it tells you when you get a, like, you get a new high score, it tells you on the screen. You can watch anybody's replay of their best run-through. Hmm. Anyone who's played the game. as And you go in the leaderboards, you'll see my name. My Steam name in there with you, because I you'll probably pro- I don't unless you have other friends that have bought it, which is possible. Uh, you'll see my name in there. You click on the little I next to my name, you can watch my playthrough of my best run. And you can rewatch any of your playthroughs after you do them if you want to. Uh and you can watch the replay of the top people who are magicians. I <laughs> the top guys almost over almost to 900 seconds. Wow. I think. No, no, it's almost 600 seconds. Excuse me. It's almost 600 seconds, almost 10
0: minutes. Which... So this is, is the Dwarf Fortress version of FPS.
2: It's... I don't know. Dwarf Fortress is... Mo- I, I, I think this is not as obtuse as Dwarf Fortress. It's pretty... Like, the things Because there's no explanation about a lot of the, how the things work in the game. But once you go online and read the message boards, and like, oh, people... Like, this is where you get your first weapon upgrade. This is where you get your second. This is where you get your third. It's pretty clear. It's just... Mm-hmm. It requires, like... Extreme mechanical precision. Mm-hmm. But I want your... It's, yeah, I want. I, I really am interested to see how you feel about it. I'm I'm going to pause right now. Are we okay. back? Hey, we're back. we're back. We're back. We're back. Eric, what are your thoughts?
0: I really like this game. Holy crap, I, I want to just keep... Let's just screw this podcast. I'm going to play this game. <laughs> for, for... It's not quite as intense as you made it sound, but I'm sure... The longer you go, the crazier it gets. Yeah. Um,
2: you watch it, one of those, uh, one of the top runs.
0: Yeah. I'm I sure it's, I'm sure even it's ridiculous. I can't
2: imagine the ability of these people. So um, it's just
0: it's just open. Just It just up- uploads your top run.
2: Yep. Every That's single person what, that plays the game has their top run on the leaderboard.
0: I like that. I like that. Um, I kind of want to watch some of the top runs and just see what people are doing and
2: it is good, it's good for strategy. It lets you know it, but I mean, I can tell you like the easier things like, yes, every, like those spawners have weak points. Uh, you know, the, you want to watch out mm-hmm. for the guys with the horns because they're more mm-hmm. dangerous than the do than the regular skulls for the most part. Yeah. Um, you have spiders eat your gems. You need gems to upgrade your weapon. You got to kill spiders. Uh, after that, eventually you get spawners with two gems with two sides. So you have to take out both of them for the spawner to mm-hmm. die. Uh, The skulls change their abilities, you get more spiders, you get big centipede-looking guys that are huge, that aren- won't really attack you, but you can't touch them. So you have to kind of just, and they have hundreds of gems on them that you have to take out.
0: And this, all this happens in two minutes, or you've seen this like in the replays? Uh,
2: I, I've seen a the centipede. That's as Mm -hmm. far as I've gotten. There are, if you watch the replays, they get like multiple centipedes, like something people have taken to calling a bone chandelier is like a, Mm -hmm. a close to a boss, I guess, as the game has. Apparently the creator has said there's 13 bosses in it. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's him just playing around or cause if the bone chandelier guy is only one boss, I don't think any of the top guys have gotten past that. You know, they, good God. after, after the bone shan leader, it just, the, the, the board fills up with so many enemies that it's even, no matter how good you are, it's just impossible to keep up. Um, but yes, it is very addictive. Uh, it is, it's the sound design. It, it feels really hellish. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like at, at, when you upgrade your weapon to, you start with only two fingers of your hand shooting. When you upgrade to four fingers, basically every time you fire your daggers, it makes a screaming noise. Hmm. It's like... Ahh. Just always as you're firing.
0: I think, uh, I think the comparison to, to uh, Quake is incredibly apt. Yeah. It definitely had that creepy sort of sound design in it as well.
2: And, uh, also if you do not fire, if you do not fire your weapon for a moment, the red gems will suck towards you. They'll vacuum towards you. Interesting. So it's easier to collect and you need to, you, that the, the, the trickiest, the first hump you have to get over is to the point where you can more times than not get to the first upgrade without dying, you know, or without, you know, without trouble Mm, mm. because then that's after you kill that spider, that big, the big spider guy. Um, right, right. Because uh, you, it, you, it's. I think there's eight or nine gems spawned before him, uh, and once you kill him, you can get the tenth, and then you upgrade, and then you can take care – those. the beginner guys are easier to kill, and then you have to kind of adapt to the harder difficulty guys that come after. Hmm. But I have never gotten past that point, so I can't even speak the difficulty of the stuff. I can only guess watching those highlights and the replays and going, wow, I – but it has not increased that much like i earlier in the week the high score was in the early 500s now it's in the late 500s so mm. they've gotten like 30 to 40 more seconds in mm. but not like within you know the first two days of it had it the, the high score had jumped over 100 seconds mm-hmm. it, but now it's more incremental i guess because it's just the sheer difficulty once you get that high mm.
0: this is this is a fascinating game it is yeah.
2: It is. It's really neat. Um, I wish it didn't make, give me carpal tunnel syndrome. It's important. Yeah. I had to stop for a while because my wrist was causing pain. Same thing Heroes did to me.
0: I think you need a more comfortable keyboard, bro.
2: I, don't, I feel like it's generally fine. I don't know. Um, But I think that'll... Anything else you want to say about it, Eric?
0: No. I am probably going to play it as soon as we finish recording. <laughs> I think I think I deserve a break.
2: Yeah, I, I'm sure you do. Um, okay. Well, I have other games I could talk about. We'll save them. We'll save them for next week. it be fine. We can move on to our final segment. It is time for Nerd Boy Book Club. Nerd Boy Book Club is the part of the show when Eric and I will uh, assign a longer collected work in advance. Uh, you can read along with us if you'd like, and we'll discuss it in depth like you would a book club. This week, we are doing Black Science Volumes 1 through 3 by Rick Remender and Mateo Scalera uh i don't i guess like the way i described this book in shorthand was sliders in the darkest timeline
0: yeah it's very yeah it's exactly sliders Where, with uh, lots of reed richards's
2: yes it it is very much like a worse version of reed mm-hmm. a, a, like a a more i guess a more flawed version of reed a a a super scientist who is probing at ways to jump between dimensions, between possible, possible dimensions, and mine whatever they have for the good of humanity. Right? We hope. Right. The good of humanity. Uh, this book is really grim.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it's really dark.
0: Yeah, it's a little little hard to read at some points. There's a lot, a lot of death in it.
2: Yeah, a lot of people, and a lot of people die, and I... It's always a thing that happens in these kind of stories is that you can kill a character and then come across them again because it's a different version of them in a different timeline,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which they do m- multiple times. I mean, it's kind of a point of it is, um, that they, it, it by the, the second to third volumes, they start to realize that they always, like they come across other versions of, of themselves that tell them, like, you always do this and it always ends badly. And that became – sort of I, – I, I guess that's the main plot of this. Would you say that's the main story in this? Aside from just, hey, we need to get home. It's just
0: what um...
2: – Just that, like, the conflict between people trying to stop this from happening and mm. the people wanting to just use it or go home. Or I guess the the, the central conflict about how how to use the pillar.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Like – uh, i the, th- the thing about it that that weirds me out is it just seems like a strange proposition to me that they're just like this thing is evil and it's not random and this clearly means this so we shouldn't do it uh, i mean i i guess that that is like an important thread of the plot because it does keep happening that people are saying that but I just think it's weird like what what what's the, what's the evidence for that I mean well, obviously it's you, it just feels like a I, I don't know I
2: don't I don't think we see the evidence mm-hmm. I think that that is I think that's what I think if we saw the evidence then I don't think this is a tenable story-hmm uh, for I mean at least not with the main cast as heroes mm hmm because all we have to go on is the word of the other versions of mm-hmm. these characters who are butting in and saying, yes, every time this... Like, it only ends in ruin. Or we have to go on, you know, what these characters are thinking, not necessarily... There's no evidence of it. Mm-hmm. Like, all all the only evidence we have is what the worlds we have seen, which are, for the most part, uh, only worse than uh, because of the presence and use of a pillar. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean they do a good job of populating these worlds as interesting places. I, I, I'm interested, but like a lot by a mixed and match of sci-fi concepts, you know, I, I, it's not like the, 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 the same, like, Hey, this world is, well, this world is ruled by women and this world is ruled by, you know, they, they kind of, I don't know, piece together the tropes into interesting combinations. I, I never, I was never bored. I'll say that.
0: Mm-mm. No, it's, uh, it does always remain compelling just because it is certainly one of those stories where pretty much any character's death is fair game it's very high stakes and very intense i mean I don't know, when when the when the children fell off the cliff you're like okay this is <laughs> this is not this is not pulling any punches this isn't kid stuff literally you know, it, yeah it's uh, it's pretty intense it doesn't shy away from it
2: no, and I think it's smart to build in that time, like the timer, the countdown. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a it automatically makes like tension. Yeah. It creates yeah. tension, like or, oh, oh, like oh, but we have an hour before it jumps again. What do we need? What do we need? To, are, what is this place? We need to figure out if it's okay if we just wait here, or do we? Mm-hmm. Are we? Are there like religious zealots come to murder us or all that?
0: It's uh, as as Ben Bova would say, it sets the time bomb.
2: Correct. Mm-hmm. I see. I think the main criticism I've seen of this is that it doesn't have enough of an overarching story. Like it doesn't have enough of connection. Like a, a like a, a point where the story is clearly going.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Did you feel that way at all?
0: Hmm. It does feel a little a little too helter skelter and episodic. But the um. I mean it feels like it's progressing towards having a big bad in that it looks like at the end it's the uh the gas beings are uh are, are what's taken over oh what was her name?
2: Shandra's been
0: yeah. And then it looks like and, it looks like that's what's taken over her.
2: And then the entire population of that planet that is mm-hmm. ruled by, I guess, a version of Ward died. Our you know, our Ward died relatively early on. But he is alive in control of the military, who are who have r- rooted out their version of this team mm-hmm. because they brought a plague uh, mm-hmm. to their world and killed a lot of people. Yeah, it, I I don't know if that's necessary. Like, how do you feel about Grant, the the Reed, the Reed Richards guy? Is he redeemable?
0: They try and redeem him. And I, I don't d- I don't necessarily see him as uh as as irredeemable. Okay, I mean just just. I don't know. He's probably no more, no less complicated than Don Draper.
2: It's true, although yeah. I don't think Don Draper ever got redeemed, really.
1: Mm. I, I, uh,
2: I, guess it, I guess it does depend on. Yeah. you See it. I I don't know when there is a moment, and I felt like it was earnest, mm-hmm. where he is, you know, he's he's going to do the right thing, quote unquote, with the virus and trying to, mm-hmm. and I still went i don't I don't know, I did not feel that emotional jolt there mm-hmm.
0: What, well, when his life was in danger no or when when what? like he's like
2: hey i'm a, i'm gonna be what you thought I was a hero mm-hmm. went to his son and then goes off and with his jetpack with the 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 future the 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 uh the in, the native american computer the computer that it, the native Americans found uh, yeah
0: uh <laughs> that whole thing was pretty weird, yes. <laughs> Uh, um
2: i just i didn't feel what i was what did you feel when you got to that moment
0: you know honestly i was eating it up at that point i think the third book was probably the one i thought was the most fun yes that's true you know it's like it's like weird sci-fi romans and it's these characters that you've seen this whole time and yeah he's flying through space trying to use like yeah like like sci-fi native american technology what that god it's so strange it's such a weird pastiche of things um what was i what was i thinking in that moment what was i feeling like it 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 felt it felt really intense i wasn't really all that interested in seeing oh he's going to redeem himself he's going to this he's going to that mm-hmm. i wasn't i wasn't really I wasn't looking for that, but I did rec I mean it did I was caught up in the moment and I was genuinely excited about what was going on. You know, I thought it was a good tense situation and I I don't know. It's a good set piece. Yeah. That's that's basically the way that I I looked at it.
2: I I don't know. I how do you feel about Rebecca? The the, the other scientist, the one he had an affair with.
0: Right, right. His uh his girlfriend. Yeah. Um I did like the, the little flashback that she had in the dream. And I like her motivation to go to this other, this other earth where her brother's still alive. Like I find that pretty compelling, but at the same time, it's just to, to, I don't know. It's, it's kind of shitty to like complicate a, a scenario like that. That's like, that's classic diehard brain, you know? to do something like that in a high-stakes situation like that for a reason like that. Like, it's completely ridiculous that a, a person... To think of someone would do that.
2: Yeah, I felt like it wasn't fair to her character. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the problem I'm having with it. Yeah. Is that... She- you know, they have an affair together, Grant gets to redeem himself,
0: mm-hmm. and she is... She turns around and becomes a bad guy.
2: Yeah, she's, oh, she, yeah, she's a saboteur she's a saboteur, she's the one who, she just wants to go find her brother, mm-hmm. and it, I don't know, I did enjoy that dream sequence, but you're right, it seems like not, I don't know, very diehard brain, I think you're, yeah. you got it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's completely senseless. Any sane person would get to safety first and then be like, Hey, let's, now that we're to safety, I'm going to spend my time and jump to a world where my brother's alive. That's, that's sensible. I think you could do that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So yes, no, that, that's preposterous. So yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I think I, probably that's my issue with the Grant hero thing. Mm-hmm. Because he's not a nice person for the most part up into that moment. Yeah. Uh, and then he suddenly, oh yeah. And then I, we find that he's still alive. We thought mm-hmm. because that there was that whole fake out that he was dead, but the the, uh, the gas apes uh, saved him. <laughs> they have the technology. They do. Yep. Uh, and he's. Went,
0: they went monkeying around with his innards. <laughs>
2: they 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 sure did.
0: mm Hmm. I could not resist that.
2: I. It's okay. I'll forget. It you. is. Thank you. You want to hear a joker? Sure. There's a uh, there's two dogs. Mm-hmm. They're talking. One dog says, "You know, I've been really down lately. You know, I got a lot of mood swings. I can't sleep really well. Uh, you know, what should I do?" And the other dog's like, "Oh, you should go see a psychologist. You should talk to them." And he's like, "I would, but I'm not allowed up on the couch."
0: That's cute. That's that's adorable. <laughs> that's the that's the cutest punchline anyone's ever told me. <laughs>
2: Not related, uh, to monkeys or gas. No, monkeys. or gas monkeys. Uh, it's
0: completely out of context, but I applaud you for for telling me that. And everyone,
2: everyone. Uh, glad you guys you guys have that one for free. Uh,
0: <laughs> I think,
2: like, and those are the them and Kadir, yeah, well, the characters that seemingly changed the most over the span of the story so far, and. I can't decide if that's like, hey, these are nuanced people, or mm-hmm. we, they need to fulfill different plot things at different times, so they they change. Am I overthinking it?
0: Maybe. Like, I think it's I think it's perfectly okay to just like, oh, it's just 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 sort of accept the roller coaster ride and just go along with it. Don't don't think too deeply on it. But I don't know. Reminders, a... Remeter's a solid writer, and I don't know. Kadir seems – he does seem like he varies so widely depending on the situation, but I mean, I don't know. It, It is perfectly plausible that the situations are that different, you know, and he can be a Machiavellian dick when he is, you know, funding a program and he can sabotage this and he can do all these things and turn around and become noble and I don't know put on a suit of armor and go <laughs> stab people with a sword it's i, I don't know it, it 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 really is putting these characters in such wildly different situations that I think it's really tough to get a understanding of their character if it's just inconsistent or i don't know i know i would probably act like a very different person in these very different circumstances
2: i i think that the thing that you know him going from that you know the the, the evil sinister mm-hmm. uh kind of uh guy in the background yeah you know yeah going to that from that to like hey we're like i really enjoyed the story like the underlying narrative about him rescuing the two kids that were cap- when after they were captured mm-hmm. and were going to be eaten by uh those thi- I don't know what they were uh alien guys they looked like I don't know kind of like a little bit like necromorphs but also like T-Rexes and like, like I I can't even but
0: which 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 book uh
2: I believe that's this it's when he goes he's in he's on the chariot and uh he has he goes to rescue the the kids from he he
0: i'm I'm recalling this now
2: he's undercover basically as a a uh, human servant to the i can't even remember if they have an actual name I know they call humans like goblins uh and they were gonna eat the, have the children eaten alive and he rescues um them and like the the narrative under that is like' because uh he made a promise with grant as he was dying he you know they related it back to him. Uh, basically being saved uh, by a, a stepfather figure who had promised to help him, even though it, it cost this man a great deal and eventually his life. But it ended up, you know, giving Kadir uh, basically the life he has now. And I thought that was really well written. And really, it, sh- it gave a reason for him to go rescue those children in a situation which I can't see any more dire than him trying to fight alongside Ward against uh, some of those Native American guys in the World War One world. Mm. Uh, I mean, they are even more outnumbered in that situation. And he has even has the chance at forethought and realizing kind of the terrible odds. But, you know, there's there's a narrative that like he says, uh, his the stepfather figure, he gave him the advice is like, make few promises and, and keep all of them. And so that was like, hey, that's, that's really, I really, really like that. It makes, Mm -hmm. it gives Kadir a reason. But then, somewhere in the third volume, he, he's like, okay, that's enough of that. I fulfilled my end of the deal. We're done with this promise to save, keep taking the kids home. And I I don't, I mean, I guess in the real world, yes, you could easily be overwhelmed by the amount of shit they have to go through. (laughs) Like, these worlds are terrifying. They're all monstrous. They're the every single one, seemingly, except for like they get one where they get to like breathe for a minute and then they keep hitting just terrible world after terrible world where I can understand that it doesn't matter. Everyone has their breaking point, but it undermines a lot of that feeling I had about him. And so his, what and his
0: where are you talking now. about? Where are you talking about his 180 in the last book?
2: Uh, oh, I got to look it up. I don't remember.
0: Because I'm I, what I'm seeing is when he's looking at. Uh, What's her name? Rebecca. He's looking at her betrayal, and he's like, oh, hell no. We're going home. And then Grant misreads the situation, and they he kills him.
2: No, it's before that.
0: It is before that.
2: I'm trying to find it.
0: While you're looking, hold on. It got extremely dark in here while we were recording this. What? had to turn a light on.
2: Maybe maybe it's earlier than I thought it was. I can't remember precisely what it is. But he... Is... <coughs> yes, here it is. I found it. Mm-hmm. It is issue 15. Uh, right after that flashback sequence with Sean in college. He says, If it doesn't work, if Grant doesn't come back, I won't be responsible for his children anymore. I paid my dues. My promise expired. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It undercut a lot of my, I don't faith. I don't know. I guess I, I don't
0: know. Well, to to me, like I don't know. He's still, he's got that that sense of honor in him. But I I feel like based on his sort of, um, I don't know, Wolf of Wall Street kind of you know, yes, guy that he was. I mean, I could see that he would be wanting. To to find the way where he could let himself off. And I feel like that's that's him. Oh God. That's messed up. Sorry about that. My audacity just stopped and started playing my voice. Good lord. Where where was I? His character. Right. My dear. It, it 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 he's he's trying to find his own loophole. He's trying to because the whole thing is just his own game. You know? It it's less about it's it's more about him and his sense of honor and his sense of feeling like he needs to do something and when he feels like that's resolved that's it he's back to not giving a shit it's not that he has any any love for these kids or he hates grant or it doesn't really give a shit but it's his sense of what he you know he made this promise and that's all it is. He feels like it's resolved. So that completely makes sense for me. I don't feel like it's a step out of character, but I think it does. It does sort of undercut the the sort of feelings you might have had for him as a noble person because it it takes him back to the person you thought he was originally,
2: which I don't I just don't find it's interesting. Hmm.
0: Um
2: did you catch a name of the shaman? Shaman no. I didn't either. I I real, I enjoyed the moment at the end of the story where he's like, I'm tired of being the DSF Machina. I'm going to be... <laughs> We're stopping this ride. Because mm. um, I was thinking, of, I mean, at a certain point, his magic box could just do anything. Yeah. the Kid just doesn't have diabetes anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, oh, no more diabetes. Uh, and especially... An, the fact that all these, this cast is so large and all these characters have, like, ways they intertwine with each other, I guess it does speak, it speaks well for the writing. Uh, mm-hmm. I I think I, I'm just you know, reading all these back to back to back, it just, it feels at some points where the characters shift suddenly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I I feel like it certainly does point towards everyone's perspective is so completely different than everyone else's that you can't go by what people are thinking and what they think they are, who they think they are. Mhm. I mean they even talk about psychology a little bit here, not very much. Um Did you like any of them? Like root like you find them likable, I should say, cuz you can like, you know, villains. I don't
0: I don't particularly dislike any of them. You know, I find them all compelling, but it is it is a little bit of that um that French storytelling, you know, where the characters are—they're compelling, but they're not good people. They're not people that you would want to to hang out with or be friends with or any of that.
2: Yeah, I, I think Sean and Nathan are both kind of innocents for the most part, mm-hmm. so they're they're likable just because they're not scumbags. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I do find Sean's kind of s- slow creep towards. Having to be, you know, a killer, having to be, you know, cutthroat ha- as their adventure has continued and, you know, they're d- increasingly desperate in interesting mm-hmm. plot. You know, we don't really don't get much time with Ward. He dies very quickly and the only other – the Ward we get at the end is not – ostensibly not the same, although, he, I don't know, he seems roughly the same. Um,
0: It wasn't terribly well-defined. No, he's just like, hey, I'm a military time. guy. Military
2: yep. guy, I'm, I'm, I do my job. Mm-hmm. I, he, th- he did have like a certain like uh, sense of nobility in that very brief moment we got with him, issue two or mm-hmm. something. But by the time we come back to him, he's the leader of like these zealots who, who I mean, I guess they're justifiably angry mm. because these careless scientists do- doomed their world.
0: Yeah, yeah. Think think about the uh, the uproar that popped up around the Large Hadron Collider and on that the internet. Nothing- well, it, it found exactly what it was looking for. That's true. I mean like it, it did, it, it, did advanced, nothing, it did nothing
2: it did nothing bad, you know. It
0: advanced science tremendously.
2: Well, yes. How dare they? hmm But I mean, yes, there's uproar against scientists doing good things. Uh so when if they did bad things, I bet it would be great. Um We haven't really talked about Mateo Scalera's art. I really like it.
0: You know, I think he's very talented. The, the the color and the layout of the panels is really very striking. Something about his stylization kind of runs off the rails at some point, for me at least.
2: Where can you pinpoint where?
0: Not not really. I just feel like it's a little it's a little Umberto Ramacy at some point. Like I feel like he's it's like that, but more on the the side of realistic drawing and better control like it's kind of a midpoint but it's certainly very good he uh the things that he does well he does extra well i i do wish that like i feel like there's a few too many women with black hair like people don't look unique enough they're all wearing like the same outfit and I think that, particularly as so many people die so rapid-fire, they just, I mean, you just, I don't know, you forget about them. Like you said, Ward, I had completely, it's like, fine, is a guy that died that looked just like the other two people. So I feel like that's a weak point. But, like, the, the drawing and the action is pretty impressive. The fight scenes, the the, the motion... You always use uh, the, the word kinetic, and I think it's uh, incredibly apt in this scenario. Like, I think a big part of why the book feels as intense and fast paced as it is is because of this artwork. You know, you really get caught up in the moment and you feel like you're watching a really quick moving film instead of reading a, or looking at a bunch of static drawings printed on paper. So I think it's really successful despite any problems i might have with it
2: i i i go
0: ahead i was just gonna say his paintings are freaking off the charts they're amazing
2: i was gonna say i think i was confused uh between uh pia Mm -hmm. and and rebecca oh yeah a couple times but uh, it also adds into the equation the fact that there are multiple versions of the same person
0: yes which absolutely
2: does not like i feel like he does a decent enough job at at distinguishing between them by adding scars and facial hair mm-hmm. and clothing differences but still it's it it is always a problem in this type of story it's a problem so often that it has become a like a trope um in the story itself for them to have to tell the difference between two characters Think of sliders in particular. I can think mm-hmm. of, and what there's also, there's a other, wh- many other stories where there's do- doppelgangers where, which was the real one. And the story does not do that, but it presents the same problem sometimes where you go, like, I did not realize when we saw the art, w- the revived Grant mm-hmm. in, with his Tommy gun and his Lawrence of Arabia get up. Yeah. I took me a while to realize that he was the original Grant. You know, mm-hmm. I thought he was just another one.
0: Yes, it did not seem like it was the original Grant either. He looks pretty radically different.
2: And I I mean, eventually they told the story of how that happened, about mm-hmm. him jumping and j- jumping over and over and over again. You know, and that kind of communicates how th- how he has changed appearance. But it, it took... I, I don't know if that was intentional or not for us to realize it took... That that was actually him or not. I, I didn't realize... Like, uh, all the other characters I... After a certain point, I could quickly tell the part um but the problem that's always a problem when there's multiple versions of the same character in the same story um and it's a relatively large cast as well
0: yeah, it is even though two thirds of it dies in the first issue
2: not two thirds a lot of people die two people die in the first issue, or the- no one person dies in the first issue and one person dies in the second issue, and then probably more people die in the issue. i can't i don't remember i know i know in particular like the be- the book begins with someone dying. Yeah, and then Warren dies in the second issue. Um, but I don't know. It, like you said, it keeps the tension up, and it you are, you It reminds you of the stakes of this. Is like yes, every no one is safe. It reminded me of the best of the Walking Dead mm. in that regard. In that, that
0: definitely like this more than the Walking Dead. No, no,
2: I do too. I this is much more distinct than the Walking Dead.
0: But it it does have a very Walking Dead vibe, doesn't it? Yeah, it's the griming,
2: dark humanity. Yeah, thing. yeah. Although there's, there is, I don't know, it it does have a certain, I, I find it better in this setting where it's contrasted with, you know, the, like The Walking Dead is only that for the most part. Uh, this has like the counterpart where theoretically people could be using this for the for the greater good. They just aren't, and that's kind of the thematic issue that they're dealing with in, in it, and that makes it that's more interesting to me than just hey everyone's terrible. And it reminds me of uh, Reminder's Fear Agent, which is definitely more campy and funnier than this is. I wish, I do wish there was more humor in this. Mm. I don't know how you would salvage it from the situations they're in a lot of the time. I, I don't know. They, they do have Sean telling bad jokes a couple times.
0: I, I liked, liked his bad jokes. His bad
2: jokes were good. I liked his bad jokes, but, uh, yes, they, they can only do so much.
0: So how do you get, how do you get a non pregnant? Sex with her. You have sex with her.
2: I do. I like their discussion about to call them dimension knots or not like that. Yeah. Those are like a little moment of levity. I wish they like the flashbacks are increasing increasingly just also depressing. Like they weren't like you could have used those moments maybe as levity, but instead they're just showing like, Hey, this is other times when people were terrible <laughs> back when before they were not in terrible uh, alternate dimensions. I don't know. It's still very, it's very compelling. It, it moves so fast and it looks so nice. And like it keeps the time bomb ticking. Mm-hmm. Like I, you just it it keeps you reading. Um, I bought the super fancy hardcover, and it is very nice. I do want to point that. I just wanted to mention that because it was it was four dollars more to buy the hardcover over the three trades. So I bought the hardcover, at least on Amazon. Mm. It's significantly more in a comic book shop. Um, I don't know. I I think the only foreseeable problem I would have with this. Is if it went on much further without if
0: it it went on for 10 years,
2: yes. If Mm -hmm. it did that, if it went on for 120 or 150 issues, yeah, it, it like if this, if this is half the halfway point, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But if this goes on for another 50 issues, I'm like, there's I can't like after a certain point, you have to do something with it. Like, no matter how interesting and exciting these different worlds are with, you know, if there's frogs with electric tongues and or monkeys controlled by sentient gas. And it doesn't matter, eventually you have to go, Okay, what is this saying? And it shouldn't and a book should not just be saying, hey, we want to keep doing this. But I I I I don't know. It feels like I hope that it doesn't do that. I can't mm-hmm. say for I can't say with any certainty that it it won't but I certainly hope that it doesn't do that.
0: I think ultimately I I think one of the reasons I don't ever want to really read any more Walking Dead is I don't particularly want to dwell in that world of murder and zombies and you know betrayal and horribleness. And I think if if this is just that concise statement it's not about dwelling in that world forever and I can jump in Read it. Experienced parts of the world and jump out. Does that make sense? No, yeah, I yeah, I'm. I mean, I, I feel like you're right there. That's just I, sort I, of I, how it's, I articulate it.
2: Well, I mean, that's. I just wanted to have a point.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, and absolutely. you. Yeah, and I mean, but it, to to go on for ten years, it's like it's just because people just want to stay in the world forever. And why would you want that? I, I, I can't imagine why someone would want that.
2: I I, I don't know um honestly some people really like that stuff but I, true. I this is definitely more colorful and more you know exciting more this is not as character based as walking dead is for sure um
0: but it's and, definitely i mean i mean the pillar is moving where rick remender wants to yeah exactly <laughs> obviously so it is plot driven yes but within those windows of what's happening those characters reacting is, is you know, it, 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 partly what drives the character moments in the story. Right. And it, so it, go ahead.
2: It feels tying back to like the going on forever. I feel like it does at the end of this third volume, it is starting to tackle, you know, the, the things we kind of discuss up front is like, you know, what do we do with this pillar? Do we, like, the shaman is is just saying, well, destroy it. Destroy it, all the ones we have, and end it here, and, you know, stop this. And I, I want, I am still, I am interested to see the center of the onion. Right. I want, uh, that,
0: you know, it like... It feels like it has to, it logically has to progress to that.
2: Yeah, and they, I mean, some a couple of the characters have said we, that we need to do that, but who knows what that it's all here and there, but it feels like that is where this will end and that's where they're going to go. And despite it could possibly be just like in matrix reloaded when we meet the architects. Right. Uh, I still am interested to looking back. That was fine. I, I don't, I, you know, it's not it's exciting, but I, you know, I think it was fine for that. Uh, I I they've done their job with this where I I want to see what's there. I want to know what the center mm-hmm. of the onions. I want to know the true nature of this of 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 these people and like is there a purpose at any in any of this?
0: Yeah. I think that's that's an important counterpoint. Something can be compelling but at a certain point I just feel like it's shitty manipulation. Yes, exactly. That's how I that, that's absolutely how I feel about lost and absolutely how i feel about uh uh the walking dead that i just feel gross and manipulated and i don't want to be a part of it anymore
2: yeah exactly you know it,
0: i'm not i'm not there yet with this book
2: no 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 it, it, it i mean uh, it took me 70 80 issues of the walking dead to get to that point i feel like this book hopefully can get get to closure earlier I, I i don't think this book could last this long especially considering the nature of how quickly people are killed and like you can't do that too much without making it meaningless like mm-hmm. they brought grant back there's a different version of ward different versions of these characters i i don't see like they i i there's a limited amount of time you can do that before it becomes meaningless like it be, has become in comic books most of
0: the time right yeah alternate earth version of Sabretooth and Nightcrawler and now Wolverine and everyone. Just on and on and on and on and on.
2: Yeah. So I, I this book is it's so fast paced, I feel like it is leading a shorter life in, in by nature. It's like a it's like a some dude who does, you know, massive amounts of cocaine every night. <laughs> like he's obviously his lifespan's gonna be shorter, but he's living the life fast now.
0: <laughs> Fuck a man, white knuckle tight
2: all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to discuss?
0: I wish I could paint like Matteo Scalera. Matteo Scalera. Matteo. Oh, Matty. I,
2: I, I, I assume Matteo, but...
0: Yeah, it's we assume a lot of things. We're pretty dumb.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it's a beautiful book. It is a really fast-paced, action-packed book. Uh, colorful, interesting. Mm-hmm. Definitely recommend
0: it. He really is a hell of an artist, and Remender is an excellent writer. So, I mean, that's a tough combination to beat in comics.
2: There's so many good comics out.
0: I know. It's a good problem to have. It is. Unless you need to keep your money.
2: Oh, wait. Do we need that?
0: Nah. We're all going to die oh. in the Trump presidency, so spend it now.
2: I'll in Canada.
0: <laughs> you literally will be. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: Not, not correlated, guys. No, nope. not, not correlated.
2: Correlation is not equal causation. Yep. Another, you know, indirectly tied to why we're moving.
0: Uh, it's
2: true. It's true. Okay, folks, that was Black Science, volumes one through three, Rick Remeter, Mateo Scalera. Excellent, excellent comic book. Well, if you haven't read it yet, definitely should. Uh, next week for Nerd Boy Book Club, we will be reading Giant Days, Volume One, written by John Allison, art by Lisa Tremaine or Lisa. One of the two. Um, uh, but yeah, it's so a, a sudden right turn from black science, <laughs> ninety degrees. Phew. Uh, slice of life, lighter school comedy book, which I'm not necessarily against. After having a lot of death and murder frogs.
0: Mm-hmm. Murder frogs.
2: yeah, Uh, but that will do it. For us this week. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsome Find all our new episodes, links to all our social media, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Handsome Boys Comics Hour, at Twitter at HBC Hour. You can email us at handsome comics at gmail.com. You can reach out to us at any of those places. Let us know what you think about uh the books we're reading. If you have a suggestion or something you want us to read in particular, we'll try uh, we'll do our darnest to check it out if we can. Um if you like the show, if you're a fan, please go to iTunes or wherever you listen to us, whatever podcast or service you use, and uh, give us a five-star review. Subscribe to us. Uh, it really helps us out. helps us find uh, new listeners. And uh, obviously, word of mouth is great to recommend this to a friend uh, who likes comics. Uh, if you want to follow me online, I am on Twitter at mixmastercereal. That's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you online?
0: Well, you can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com. And you can see all the other things I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Instagram, where I'm known as Easy Goodnight, and my Twitter, where I'm Mr. Bad Example, spelled M-R-BadExample.
2: So with that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one.
0: Rock and roll.